Hello and welcome to another episode of Her Brother's Creed Podcast, where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring the world around us. We're the Thomas Brothers, and I'm Jared. And I'm Ethan. And today we have a great topic for you. We're going to be talking about self-discipline and self-mastery. So we're going to talk a little bit about some definitions behind what those mean, why they're important. Uh, we're going to talk di- dive into how we can develop those more in our life and what effect that potentially will, will have on us. Massive effect. I think it will. Spoiler so. alert. <laughs> yeah, so let's do it. Let's dive in. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done. So self-mastery and self-discipline, I feel like those are this, those are kind of used interchangeably. I feel as though they're the same thing. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think they were, they're very close. The, when looking up definitions of the two, it, self-mastery just went, I, I kept finding the like self-control. Self-mastery just kept going with self-control. Uh, s- discipline, self-discipline, I kind of find found some 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 varying topics, but really, whenever I kind of tied them together, it was basically saying the same thing. So, self-mastery, or to master, or to become a master of oneself. Now, like a master is like, you know, sometimes when we think of master, we think of like a slave owner or like a he, someone who directs the the actions of, of somebody else. So if you are able to direct your own actions and not be at the whim of any emotions or distractions, and you're able to be disciplined in the way that you approach your life, that is what mastery, self-mastery and self-discipline is about. One of the definitions just for discipline in itself, it says discipline is an action or inaction that is regulated to be in accordance with a particular system of governance. So I thought it was interesting because it said, it, you know, self-discipline is action or potentially inaction. You know, not doing something is... Not raising your hand to punch the guy who deserves to get punched, but yeah, having that restraint n- or something like that. Not doing something is potentially um, d- discipline as well. And, and the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses is kind of the, to me, was, um, what else to say? It so said the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations or uh, kind of like external situations. Yeah. One of the definitions that I saw was uh, the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite the temptation to abandon it. So. Yeah. There's always going to be temptations to abandon what you think is right or what, you know, if you think, you know, being faithful to my wife is right and I'm, I'm, I'm committed to that, then if you some temptress, some Jolene comes up to you and she's trying to tempt you, you know, uh, from a Dolly Parton song, yes. Jolene, uh, it, you know, you have to have that discipline to maintain the course without being tempted to abandon that aspect of, of, of discipline yep. or self-mastery. Control your feelings or be able to overcome your weaknesses. Yep. Discipline is also is doing what you know needs to be done even though you don't want to do it. So that's sometimes maybe a little bit more in the minutiae of our lives. Like, I know I need to brush my teeth at night. 
but sometimes I don't feel like doing it. Sometimes you ever like you know, sidetrack. You ever like sitting on the couch and you're just having a long day, and you're just so exhausted, and you're like, the process to go to bed is so long that I just am too tired to even do it. <laughs> no, man, I can brush my teeth in like thirty seconds flat, and I'll be sleeping in a minute. Really? Because I was yeah. We gotta get stuff together. We gotta get you go upstairs, and then you know. Brush my teeth. I got a floss. You got a floss, of course. And then uh, that so adds an extra thirty seconds. <laughs> and then so that's a minute. And then you got like turn on the bright lights of the bathroom, and you're like, ah. Uh. And then you're just got to take. I got go to the bathroom because you don't want to be waking up in, in an hour to go to the bathroom. And then you got to lay down. After all that, it's like ten minutes later. <laughs> not ten minutes, but still, I feel like. I, if I'm laying chilling on the couch and I do all that, then I'm not as tired as I was earlier. Yeah, I, I, I was. This is really interesting. <clears throat> as I was doing some dis or some some research on this, it was talking about how, and it used the word evolution, but um, it was kind of saying that basically the human brain has has evolved to be lazy because it basically. Our, our our whole goal in life is to conserve energy. Yeah. And it, it was comparing that to um kind of this this self-discipline and, and and being regimented in what you're doing. Um it can kind of I don't know our our body a lot of times it says it's always in 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 um uh, like safety mode, right? We're always like storing fat for a rainy day or we're always, you know, doing these other things. Our body is always constantly trying to conserve energy. And so just naturally we want to just kind of lay on the couch and conserve energy. And it was kind of talking about how it's human yeah. nature. We need to like almost fight against that urge to be, to store energy and kind of just be lazy. Potentially, It's never more apparent than on your ninth rep of squats. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this last rep, you know? Yeah. Or, or the day after you do night those those squats. Oh yeah. You know, like the other day, we went to the. I went. I we did a lot of Olympic lifts at the gym, and like we did snatches and we did squats and like overhead press. And the next, I mean, the two days it really hits you two days after. Yeah. I was absolutely when you're walking down the stairs. Oh, just totally. I could hardly move, and I'm just like rolling over, barely in bed. I'm like, oh, I can't move. I feel like I've been hit by a truck. <laughs> I was um, watching this documentary on on uh, bodybuilding, and this one guy I can't remember who it was they were talking to. Basically, he was like, you know, yeah, I've been bodybuilding for like thirty years now, and he goes, I cannot remember a day in my life like that I wasn't sore. Really? Yeah. He was like, I mean, because he works out, you know, a couple hours a day, twice a day. Wow. You know, every single day. And he's just like, you know, even though obviously he's on steroids and that helps you to recover, but he's just like, I'm sore all the time. I've been sore every day for the past 30 years. Dude, that's a miserable existence. Well, yeah, I mean, that's tough, man. You got to have rest days in there. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, back to the topic of (laughs) self-mastery. I think that there's one story that if I could, I'd like to share uh, that I think it illustrates, and I think I've shared this before. I, sometimes I get confused of what I've shared giving talks in church, what I've shared just with people in general, or what I've shared on the podcast. So if I've shared this on the podcast before, this is a twofer. When you hit over 40 episodes, you're just like, there's just so much information out there. Oh, yeah. It's just like unbelievable. So um, 
there's a famous Cherokee legend about the battle between two wolves. So the story goes that an old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight, he, he says, a fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It is a terrible fight. It is between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. That's a lot of bad things. He continued, the other, go- the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, well, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. So the moral of that story is that there are two, you could call it the natural man versus your spiritual self, or you could call it the two wolves in your brain or the good versus evil, yin versus yang. Really, maybe not yin versus yang, because yin versus yang is more about a balance of all things. But really, there's like a good and an evil in in each of us. And discipline and self-mastery is having the ability to say, I'm choosing what I want to do. I'm choosing what wolf I want to feed. And uh, really, everything matters. And we're either, we're either feeding virtue or we're feeding vice. And that is how uh, you develop that self-mastery is by feeding whichever wolf you want to reap the fruits of. Yeah, I think it's a good decision, right? It, it makes me think of the um, the quote that says, uh, the man that says he can and the man that says he cannot are both right. Yep. And so uh, it's just kind of like you, you make that mental decision of this is who I'm going to feed, and you attack it, or you go on, and you you, you move towards it. So, Yeah, okay. absolutely. So I, li- I kind of like that uh, analogy of the two wolves inside us, and if you think about all those terrible things and all the good things, you know, you have the ability to choose that, and we're not just at the whim of, uh, of external forces. That's what's so empowering about self-discipline, self-mastery is that you get to control who you are. You get to control how you react to people's things. You don't let circumstances dictate how your emotions are or how you react to things. Yeah. There, there's there's four components mainly to self-discipline, and I'm sure there's more, but uh, four components I liked was self-control, motivation, persistence, and goals. Those were four components that when all stitched together can formulate that uh, the potential of self-mastery and, uh, uh, let's say, accurate or good self-discipline. Yeah, I like that. In fact, those four, so you said it's self-control, disip- uh, motivation, motivation, persistence, and goals. And persistence and goals. I have a clip uh, that I want to share. Uh, this is from a, Dr. John... Uh, Demartini, and he talks actually about those different things, and I like this. It, this is more about the question of finding your why or what your purpose is, but it also kind of goes back into goals. It goes back into how, how you're. He talks about motivation a little bit, and it, and it kind of all goes back into 
how to have that discipline and self-control. So I'm going to play this clip here. Uh, this is from an interview. I'm going to start it when he's answering the question, but maybe basically the interviewer asked the question about motivation uh, and uh, what that means to him. So those of you listening, you'll be able to hear the clip. Um, <clears throat> if you want to see it, the, we'll, it'll be on our, uh, you can watch this on YouTube and we'll, we'll transfer over to the, transition over to the clip as well. Yep. All right, let's get started. Well, the, the difference between my teachings and motivational teachings, uh, because I have different differences in there. When a person, because everybody has a set of priorities, a set of values in their life, whenever they're living by their highest value, which the ancient Greeks called the telos, which is the highest priority in their life, the chief aim, as Napoleon Hill called it, or the Adelison called it the magnificent obsession, or the big why, that highest value uh, is, is the most meaningful and most purposeful thing they can do. That is the purpose. When you do, you're the most resilient, most adaptable to pain and pleasure. When you go down the list of values to lower values, um, you're less inspired, less fulfilled by doing them. You procrastinate in doing them. And what happens is you'll only do them if it's pleasurable, and if it's not, you'll give up. So it's a key is to make sure that everything you do is, is highest priority, the thing that's most meaningful to you, so you don't give up, you have the resilience, and you embrace pain and pleasure in the pursuit of a great purpose. If you are not living by your highest values because you're wanting to do it with pleasure only and you want to give up of its pain, uh, you'll need motivation all the time. The difference between inspiration, which is from within, is people who are inspired from within are living by their highest values. And people that need motivation from without are people that haven't found that highest value and are living by lower values. And they need constant incentives and motivation and only pleasure to keep them going. So I'm not a motivational speaker and I don't promote motivation because I think motivation is a symptom more than a solution. Finding out what's highest on a person's values, finding out what inspires them from within, transcends the need for motivation. So I thought that was really cool what he said. He talked about the difference between inspiration coming from within, aligning your the things that you're doing with your why, your, your main purpose, and that is going to keep you going. That's what's going to keep you resilient versus external motivation. If you have you know like lower priorities on your on your why list, you know, if you're only going to say church just because you want to keep up appearances, that's a very low reason to go to church. And so whenever, you know, so you're not going to do that. You're not going to put very much effort into that. You're going to need lots of motivation to continue to go into church, external motivation, because it's not coming intrinsically from within you. Now, if you are like, for example, I myself am so passionate, I have a faith, and this is my why is so that I can lead my family to God, then you're going to have more of a passion and more of an intrinsic to do that, and you're going to be more resilient when you don't want to go to church. You're not going to need external motivation. So I thought that was a great thing. Earlier in the in the interview, he talked about how at a lot of employers, you know, sometimes people just they they do their work and they're just they have very low level uh, goals or motivations, like low level goals. For example, I want to keep my job. Well, they're only going to do as much as they need to to keep their job. And so he talks about how if you can align your goals, your the work that you do with your primary goal in life, that top one, that why or the you know primary purpose, then you will find that um, that resiliency and that self discipline to do it. You don't constantly need to be keep being motivated. And so very powerful. Yeah, that inspiration versus motivation. I like that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are, you know, we're t- 
talking about well, well find, finding that well, what's your motivation or what's your inspiration? Not what's your motivation. It's almost like what's your inspiration, right? And um, it, it's really interesting. That could be lots of different things. You shared the example of church. You know, it could be money. You share. You you, you talked about um, you know people at work. It's like well, if you're if your uh, motivation is is low, then you're um, or your inspiration, you haven't found that highest inspiration, then basically you're running on what other people can give you. It's almost like you're running on someone else's gas. Gas. Like right? if you're making money just to look good, dude, you're sunk in the water. Because yeah. as soon as people start giving, stop giving you credit and you're, you're, you have no reason to continue. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a quick break and say thank you for listening to this episode and invite you to support us on Patreon. As a loyal supporter, you will get exclusive access to two additional episodes per month, which are not released to the public. You can find the link to our Patreon page in the episode description. Let's get back to the show. So, why is this? Uh, why is self-discipline important? So, um, there, there's a quote here: that "says Self-discipline allows you to stay focused on your goals. It enables you to stay in control of yourself and of your reactions." in any situation. Uh, I really like that because it, it, it is the, the path by which you can accomplish your goals, right? If your goal is to become an Olympic weightlifter, um, and, and then you're faced with this choice, am I going to get up in the morning and go work out? or in the evening or whatever? Am I going to go work out, do something that's hard, or am I going to choose to sit on the couch and not do that? Am I going to procrastinate all the way up until the Olympics or up until qualification day and then try to squeeze it all in the last minute? You know, so that self-discipline allows you to stay focused on your goals. It allows you, it creates the opportunity for you to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. Um, a lack of self-motivation can cause low self-esteem because it's, I mean, it's definitely happened to me before. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I want to, um, let's, for, for example, personal example, right? So um, in 2020, or in 2000, no, what, no, 19, I don't know, I get on my Last year? year? I get on my years confused now, but a couple years ago, if not last year, I really wanted to, um, my goal was to do a triathlon. This was last year. Yeah, that was last year. And my goal was like, I'm going to do a triathlon. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I was motivated. I got every, you know, got all the stuff I needed and I kind of got all my plan together. And then, you know, I kind of trained a little bit here and there, but it was getting hard and COVID they, hit and yeah, all this other kind of stuff. And they canceled all, a lot of the, all the events. Um, and I kind of got to a point where I was like, I was almost relieved that they canceled the events because I was like, man, I told everybody that I was going to do a triathlon. And I did, you know, I made all of these decisions along the way that could I maybe have like done a short one, just like bared my way through it? Yeah, probably. Really slowly, but I could have done it. <clears throat> um, but it was almost like that uh, lack of self-discipline almost like made me ashamed. I was like, oh, dang, you know, and people would ask me, you know, how's, how's the triathlon training coming? I'd be like, oh, it's it's good. It's coming good, you know, going good. But really it was like, I'm dying. You know, it's like I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm making decisions that I shouldn't be making. You know, I'm this self, my self-discipline is not there. It's not keeping me focused on my goal. Um, and so there was so many times where I had to kind of uh, 
reassess, right? I cheated on this, cheated on diet, cheated on training. And I'm like, dang, okay, well, I need to reassess. I need to come back to it. I need to reassess and come back to it. And so my, my goal of a triathlon is still there and it's, it's taken longer than, than I had expected, but, uh, it's just kind of that, I mean, this is why we do this stuff so that not only that you guys listening can improve your own self-discipline and self-mastery so that we can as well. Yep. You know, what, what is my inspiration? Why do I want to do a triathlon? You know, if I can find my, my why there, then, you know, it might potentially inspire me to, if your why is, if your why is simply as, so I'm not embarrassed in front of other people. That's, that's such a low level lot, low level. That's not going to do it. Motivate low level goal or, or, or you know incentive. You got to have something deeper. True health or proving to myself that I am that I can. You know that's a that's a higher level one. Yeah. I, I think that you know, 2020 was hard on a lot of people. 2020 yeah. was hard. I gained weight in 2020. Then at the kind of towards the tail end of 2020, around October, I was like, I'm sick of like being over I was I was heavy man I was like I'm sick and tired I could of being hard, sick and tired yeah I could hardly I was like I mean I heck wore sweatpants most of 2020 and then I was like at the end of towards the end like October of 2020 I was like okay uh I'm gonna try to like fit back into my pants winter pants and I realized I don't fit in these pants anymore and like the only thing I fit in is these giant shorts so I really dedicated myself to uh working out and uh and exercising eating clean and, uh, you know, we, at the beginning of the, this year, we did a challenge, uh, to everybody to eat healthy, to, uh, to do their, uh, daily journaling, to do their gratitude journal, to write down the things that they are, um, that they want to accomplish that day. And I, I've been doing that, man. I've, I've been reading, I've been improving myself. I've been reading books. I've been working out almost every single day. With I rest, I have rest days on the weekends, and I've seen massive changes. And I'm actually at this at this point. I've actually started to start to put on weight. I I started at um, two oh. I started at two ten, and then I got down to two. Um, let's see, then I got down to one ninety. That was my goal, and then now I'm back up to one ninety seven, and it's mostly you know, coming back up as being mostly muscle. Yeah. So it's it's good to kind of see that progress and that effort. That's awesome. One thing for me that I always like to do when I'm trying to learn about a topic is I try to look into what it isn't, right? So what is self-discipline and then what isn't self-discipline? And, or you know, what is it not? What is the opposite of it? And one of the things that, that I um, had come across is it says... Uh, so like I said, in order to, to understand self-discipline, you have to understand what it isn't. Um, it is not about becoming superhuman, or it says it's not about becoming a superhuman uh, productivity machine that never fails. It's not about beating yourself up because you didn't achieve more than you did yesterday. It's not about expecting that you'll never be tempted to sleep in, eat cake, or scroll through Facebook. It's not rigid and inflexible. It doesn't mean holding yourself to an impossible standard. So I always tell, this is kind of like one of my, one of my mantras in life is try to do better yesterday than I did today. Um, That is something that I've always tried to do. If I, 
if I mess up or I'm impatient with the kids or I, I'm, you know, am lazy in a day or whatever else, if I decide to sleep in or something. So my goal is, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do better than I did yesterday. So yeah. maybe I'm going to, I'm going to mentally actively say, okay, yesterday I was impatient and I yelled at the kids. So today is, it's on the top of my mind. I'm not going to do that. And if, if, if we cheat, you know, if we, if we slip, then it's okay. Just reassess your situation and overcome that. And then the, the, the next hour or the next day have that same mentality. I'm going to do better today than I did yesterday. And then but you just, have to remind yourself of that every day. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's why at the beginning of the year we talked about reminding yourself of your goals, writing down those same five goals every single day. Because if you don't remind yourself today, I'm going to do better, then you don't have that on top of it. Then you're not thinking about doing better or you're not thinking about doing good. Maybe not, maybe not necessarily I'm going to do better than yesterday. Cause then that kind of, I think that takes on maybe a perfectionist attitude. Maybe it's just today I'm going to do good today. And by good, that means what that means is when I say that really what I'm meaning is today I'm going to be disciplined and strive towards the goals that I have. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, cause if you're always doing better than yesterday, eventually you have a perfect day. Right. And then every day after that perfect day, you're bad. Right. So that's like a, that's a perfectionist yeah. mentality that I think that not, not to say that your thing is wrong. I, I think I understand what you're saying, but every, every day striving for your goals anew is what I think you're saying. Yeah. Just yeah, every day is a reset. Yeah. I exactly. guess with it, you know, yeah. and I don't think we'll ever have a perfect day. But you could have really good days, and then it can fluctuate. But just reassessing every single day, uh, your mindset, I think, is huge. Um, getting yourself in that mindset. So, uh, a couple of concepts or strategies, uh, some mindset shifts that we were just talking about that we can do to help build self-discipline in our lives. Um, I'll just read some of these off. So, uh, challenge your own excuses. So, if you have the excuse of you know, I don't know, we we want to do this podcast, right? And then it's like, oh, but whenever I get home from work at you know five thirty six o'clock, I'm just so tired, and I just I, I just so tired, I don't have time for it. And then it's just like, well, that's that's an excuse. You don't have time for it because you're not making time for it. Or I'm trying to research all this stuff. Or yeah, why does anybody want to hear what I have to say? Or we live across town from each other. Or yeah. so it's going to cost money or all these different things. Challenge your own excuses. Yep. Those are my excuses and say, well, why am I saying that? You know, why am I saying, oh, I just want to sit here and watch TV. Sometimes you can just sit there and watch TV, but just challenge. Why am I saying that to myself? Why am I <laughs> telling that excuse to myself? If, if your buddy was there and saying, well, dude, you want to start a podcast? Why don't you just do your podcast? And you're like, oh, well, you give him some lame excuse. And your buddy would say, dude, that's a freaking lame excuse. Don't give me that crap. Well, I think a lot of times by challenging the excuses, you get to the root of the excuse and you're like, well, actually, the reason why I don't do this is because I'm afraid to fail. Yeah. Or or it's because I'm really not that interested in it. And so maybe you need to find something else. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm not interested in podcasts, but yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. it's like maybe yeah. maybe you just need to reassess what you, what you actually really want. Yep. Um, next one, delayed gratification. Uh, you don't always get what you want when you want it. Yep. Um, that's important. Uh, making choices in advance. So saying, this is this is, this is is who I am. I am an early riser. I go to the gym. I, I pay for my gym membership. I go to the gym every morning. I get there at 5 o'clock, five, you know, 6 o'clock. I work out for an hour. 
This is my my routine. This is what I'm going to do. All those decisions, all those choices are made in advance. So what I'm going to have for breakfast is, you know, making choices in advance, setting yourself up for success is good. Uh, removing temptation. If you are a sugar fiend and you're trying to lose weight, then maybe you shouldn't have your cabinets full of sugary stuff, <laughs> right? Remove the temptation. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't give yourself easy access to it. Um, consistent small habits, forming good habits, focus on, uh, a focus is a muscle. I actually watched a Ted talk on this where the guy talks about focus and how you can train yourself just like a muscle to have, to be more focused. And, um, it, it was really interesting. Talked about how focus is a muscle and that you can build it and you can strengthen it and you can, you can make it so that you can maintain focus for longer. The more you, and you actually treat it like an exercise, you know, I'm going to focus for five minutes and then you sit there and you focus just 100% for five minutes. And then maybe the next time you do it, okay, I'm going to focus for seven minutes or whatever. And just kind of do your, do reps to build that focus. Uh, nutrition, sleep, exercise are always important on uh, giving you confidence, building your self-confidence. Fasting can also help. Like, yep, taking a break from you know, eating food for maybe a, a meal or two or even for a full day and just saying, like, I'm in control of my body and, like, just kind of reminding your body who's in control and that you are in control. Your mind is in control. And so uh, that can be good as well. Yeah. Um, That's what, you know, Christ fasted for 40 days. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's that's a common practice in the Christian world is to do that. Even outside the Christian world, I think too. Yeah, it kind of it could, it's almost like a reset, right? It just trains you in doing something that I bet you, someone who has never fasted before, and then you ask them to fast for twenty four hours, they're gonna be like, oh, you know, this is so hard, this is so hard. But someone who has is is used to it, it's really not that big a deal. Yeah, I mean, it can be. It, it can be. It can still be. But uh, I've done it for most of my life to a certain extent, and still sometimes you're fasting, you're like, oh, I'm just hungry, I'm thirsty, <laughs> or whatever. Um, uh, you cannot improve what you do not measure. That is something, too. Find out a way to measure your, your self-discipline. You know, keep, keep records, keep track, uh, so you can improve. Uh, and then don't seek approval from others. You, you need to find that, not that external motivation, but that internal inspiration. Yep. And not seeking that from others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's totally true. I also think to add one to that list is to start small, to take mm-hmm. control over easy things first. Take control over how you make your bed in the morning. Take control over, uh, you know, just a simple thing. You know, just be disciplined in the small things, and that will manifest uh, in larger things as you start to work out that muscle of just self-discipline with small things, and then that will ramp up into larger things to where, before you know it, you're. You're just rock solid. Yeah. One last uh, one last story. Whenever I think self-discipline, I think of um, grit. And for me, that grit is almost like it's just it, it's it's the power, the strength to stick with what you're doing, to to stay with it, and to be able to to ride ride the waves, right? Ride the hard times. And there's always there's a story that I always think of. It's called the the farmer and the donkey. I don't know if you've ever heard that. So there was this uh, there was this old farmer, and uh, he had this this old donkey. And this one day, this donkey was out in the field, and the donkey fell into the well. And the donkey was was 
making tons of noise and screaming in the well, and the, the farmer heard it from across the farm, and he came running over, and he looked down in the well, and the donkey was in the bottom of the well. It had fallen into the well. And he's like, oh, man, my donkey. He's like, man, that's my old donkey, my old friend. And he's like, man, that well is a deep well. I don't know how I'm going to get that thing out. He said, that I don't have... I don't have a crane. I don't have what, how am I going to get this donkey out of the well? And he goes, he just, he thought about it for a while and the donkey was screaming in there and he finally made the decision that he said, well, the donkey's an old donkey and he's not really that useful around the, around the farm. And he said, I need to fill this well in anyway. I had planned to fill this well in. And so he said, I'm just going to fill the well. And he got all of his buddies with dirt, with dirt. So he got all of his buddies from a couple other farms around and they all brought their shovels and they were all standing around the the opening at the top of the well and they all started to to throw shovels of dirt into the well. And the donkey, who was at the bottom of the well, was standing there and he's still freaking out and all of a sudden he felt dirt landing on him. And he was just, what, what's going on? Well, you know, panicking. And he starts screaming and panicking. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? This, this, you know, I'm going to die. This is terrible. This is all this other kind of stuff. And so the, the, the farmers, they just kept shoveling and, and throwing dirt into the well. Then after a while, they noticed that the donkey wasn't screaming anymore and that it wasn't making noise. And they thought, well, that's kind of weird. We haven't thrown enough, enough, uh, dirt in there to cover the donkey up yet. And so, they, they looked down, and they noticed the donkey was, was standing there, and there was no dirt on him. And so one of the farmers picked up the shovel and, and, and got a shovel full of dirt and threw it down the hole. All the dirt landed on the donkey, on his back and on his head and on his neck, and they saw the donkey just shake off all the dirt, and then he took a step and, and put the dirt, packed in the dirt under his feet. Mm-hmm. And so they said, well, that's that. okay. So they just kept doing it for hours. They just shoveled dirt, shoveled dirt. And every time they shoveled dirt, the donkey would just brush it, shake it off his back, and then he'd take a step. And then after a whole, you know, a whole day of this, finally the, the hole had filled up enough, and the donkey had stepped on enough dirt and packed all the dirt in there that he was able to just hop out of the, hop out of the, the well and... He's able to and keep murder walking. his master. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For trying to gave bury him, him alive all day. Gave him a big old donkey <laughs> kick to the jaw, and then and then walked away. So it's yeah, kind of like that good story. That grit, you know, that, uh, that tenacity, that tenacity, to keep going. that that discipline. I think for me in that story, it wasn't so much. I mean, he didn't really have a choice, right? His discipline, his self mastery, was being able to. Uh, I mean, he's a donkey, right? But being able to think in a tough situation and analyze what's going on around him and then to come up with a solution and to overcome a bunch of dirt being thrown on your head and having that grit to just bear through it because he trusted the plan and he trusted his, his mastery, his discipline to be able to make it through it. And he survived or at the very least just being stubborn as a mule and just, just not giving up. Right? Yeah. I mean, for sure. basically, that's all he had to do was just not give up. And then he would continue to live on. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. There's just so many aspects of, of self discipline, self mastery that you can bring into this. And really, it's kind of daunting to talk about this topic because I feel like there's so many things that you can say and so many ways to approach it. But hopefully, we've given you some good tips and some good strategies on how to become more disciplined. Obviously, it's something that we are still working on. Uh, something that 
uh, is, yeah. is on top of mind. Have uh, Have you heard about the the ten thousand the ten thousand hour rule? Yeah, it's kind of like you have to work ten thousand hours. You have to Malcolm Gladwell, right? Isn't yeah, that book? yeah, Gladwell, and so it's a, the book Outliers. It talks about that. It talks about how in order to master a complex skill or material like playing the violin or whatever else it might be, you have to do that specific task for at least ten thousand hours. And that's that's then you will be kind of considered a, of inten- ten thousand hours of intense practice will achieve mastery of that of that skill, and so. I kind of was thinking to myself, I kind of did a little math. I was like, well, I'm 31 years old, right? There's 365 days in a year. And so there's 24 hours in a day. So that's, I have lived for 271,560 hours, right? And so... So what are you a master at? (laughs) That's exactly what it is. So I've had 30 years. I've had 271,000 hours to master something. What have I mastered in 30 years? <laughs> Insert joke. <laughs> uh, but, you know, actually, you know, what's funny, too, is I'm that... Putting, ho- putting worms on hooks, right? <laughs> yeah. So half... Well, a, a third of that, actually, is um, is sleep. And I, we, yeah, I, was, I was looking through this study, and it was like, if at eight years old, if you sleep 12 hours a night or whatever else... Or no, 12 years old, excuse me. If you sleep at uh, 12 years old... You sleep 12 hours a night. You slept for four years straight. So if you're 24, you slept for eight years solid of your life. Yeah. Can you imagine that? You're just asleep for eight years. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Unless you're 50 cent and then you sleep when you die. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's what Grandpa Hardy always just say. He was like, you guys wake up. You're sleeping your life away. He'd always say that when we're on family reunion. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, think, I think it's funny, though. Sometimes I think about that. Just time in the context of our modern age, you know, we, we think about time, the way that we think about time is, is so different now because like every minute has to be used, every minute has to be used. Think about, you know, back 50 years ago or, or maybe even longer than that, maybe 100 years, maybe 100 years ago where it's like, oh, I'm going to America. I'm going to be on a three-month voyage on a ship. And it's like, you're going to be on a ship for three months just to get somewhere? It's like, are you kidding me? That's three months of your life. Just you better to go take somewhere. some books with you. Yeah, and so like, or I'm gonna go. I'm gonna travel to the West Coast, and it's gonna take by carriage, and it's gonna take you know, I don't know how many weeks. It's just like, it's insane when you think about in those times, people. You know, it was much slower, and so now everything yeah. is so fast paced that I think it's sometimes. It's like, well, now if I only sleep six hours a night, then I can live more of my life. If I only sleep five hours a night, then I can live more of my life and I can do this. We're we're trying to cram so much into our lives, I think, because things are happening so fast that even on like a three-hour flight across the country, we're like, oh my gosh, this is taking so long. Where it's like, you know, slow down. I I think we need to slow down sometimes and not try to be cramming so much stuff into our life. Like, yes. You have to sleep half your life because you need to recharge your body. Especially if you're working out every single day hard, your body, like the rest is the number one thing that will help you recover, your muscles recover. So, you know, people who are talking about like, oh, I don't need sleep, I don't need this. And it's like, dude, that's just part of being, having a human body is it needs to rest. And like, you're basically trying to negate the fact that you are human. And when you do that, you deny your your humanity, you deny like what, that you're a biological organism. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's a great point. 
Um, and things were so much slower. I never really thought about that, but it's like, yeah, you have, we can get from here to Europe in what, 10 hours or 12 hours or whatever, but it's going to take three months to do it by, by steamboat or by sailboat or whatever. Or it's like, you know, in the olden days you're like, you like go to the town you're like, Hey, is so-and-so there? It's like, Oh yeah, go up to his house. And you like travel like two days up to someone's house and just like hope that they're there. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, they're going to be there. You can't send um, a raven or something like that. <laughs> send a raven. Um, yeah. So it, it just and just doing a little bit more of that math. I mean, if if I did so over 30 years, if I did something for an hour a day over 30 years, that would be like 11,000 hours. So 10,000 hours ish. So, I mean, you just kind of think like, what am I doing every day? And it's, it, it takes it takes time. Right. But what am I doing every day to master myself, to self mastery? And that could be reading a book that could be working out that could be um meditating playing with your kids i mean there could it could be so many different things but am i doing something every day am i am i making uh thoughtful choices every single day for at least an hour right then then or, or two hours or 10 hours or whatever else so the more you do something just think about it you know you can the more you do something, the easier it gets. Well, yes. I would argue, though, it, it, it comes down to focused attention. Yes. How many guys, and this is going to be funny, but, you know, you go to like a movie theater after the movie, how many old men go in there and end up peeing all over the floor? And like, how long have they been peeing in their lives? Shouldn't they have a mastery over how to aim their in the, pee? In the bathroom, in not the ba- like in the movie theater. No, in the bathroom. Yeah, you go in the bathroom and they're like, why is the floor all wet in here? You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's like you'd think that after so long they would have mastered that craft, you know? But if you're not paying attention to it, if you're just passively doing things yeah, throughout focused, your life, yeah. then it, so it's about focused attention. I think that's really the, really the critical case. Because you can be doing stuff over and over again, but unless you're focused doing it, you're not going to master yeah. it. Inten- intentional decision making intentional focused like purposeful action yeah i think is is important there so yeah very good so usually when we do this we have quotes um we meet ethan and i come up with quotes we're hoping to get even featured one day in like oprah winfrey's book of quotes or something like that <laughs> no definitely About not. F- 15 pages each yeah exactly so this is my quote self-mastery is working towards the best version of yourself on a daily basis the more you master your passions, thoughts, actions, and emotions, the more successful and joyful you will become. Very true. That will lead to success and joy. It's all about mastery. Yeah. Mine was um, be intentional. Action with purpose produces positive outcomes. Action with purpose produces positive outcomes. Be intentional. Action with purpose produces positive outcomes. It's true, Ethan Thomas. Unless it's your, unless you're actively, purposely doing something mean, and then it's a negative outcome. Yeah, but that wouldn't be. Well, I guess if your intention is bad, then I mean, it could be. Yeah, There's still it, an outcome. It, well, it depends on it depends on who's looking at. It. If my intention is bad to hurt somebody, then it would be, and I achieve that, then it would be a positive outcome for me. But a negative outcome for somebody else. Yeah, but yeah, I think, I think I'm going to pick uh, apart your quote here. Oprah's going to like, oh, we're going to leave that one <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you want whatever you pay attention to, whatever you direct your attention to, combined with action, that will produce. So yeah, very good for sure. 
All right. Well, this has been great. Uh, hopefully, all of us together can improve our self-discipline and master our uh, personal control and what we do in making our own decisions. So, uh, follow us on all socials, um, all, all podcast platforms, YouTube, a.brothers.creed. a.brothers.creed uh, at Instagram and TikTok. If you can, um, leave us a review uh, on um, wherever Apple, Apple, Spot- yep. Spot- Apple or Spotify. Uh, those reviews are helpful and and give us some more street cred so that other people will be like, hey, these guys are pretty good. Let's check them out. So we appreciate that as well. And uh, let's build that creed together. All right, let's do it.